Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the beautiful studios of Relate365.com. At Silverish Ranch in the beautiful North Woods of Wisconsin. And uh, this weekend we have Winter Jam, which is for high school and junior high students. And I can't help, even though we still have tons of snow, whenever this weekend comes and goes, my mind shifts towards summer. And if you've never joined us for summer, I encourage you to do so. It is amazing. This summer's theme is called The Ruin which is like an Indiana Jones kind of survivor thing. We've never done it before, and it's a blast. So I encourage you to head over to silverrichranch.org slash summer, and you can check out all of our summer dates. And if you're in high school or junior high, or if you have a high school or junior higher, we have limited space left. So I would encourage you to do it sooner rather than later because I know it's only January, but we are almost full for those weeks. Otherwise, if you have um, a third grader through even seventh grader, we have our junior midler camp where we have plenty of space available still. Yep. And so you can check that out. And there's a great speaker for those weeks. Yeah. I, you know what? Thank you. But I love speaking that week. I have for That's about right. 50 years. Not so, really yeah, Dave, that long. You're our for about for 40, 40 years. 40, you've done that week for 40 years? Well, not always. It, I have done at least one night. I was going to say, you've done one night. Because I remember as a camper, it was a different speaker every night. Yes, it was. And you you can never put up. You you were never able to match the backflip. No, I can't. Or no, the chair stand. No. no, but we did one every night, and then we switched it over to the same speaker to That's try true. and get continuity because the speakers really were kind of in different areas. Um, yeah, they kind of, yes, I did notice that as a camper. Yeah. So gonna... we changed it. But, you know, I've been speaking for 40 years to that group, and that really is such a fun group to talk to. Uh, I think if we can get across to eight-year-olds, yeah, nine-year-olds, ten-year-olds, eleven-year-olds, if we can get across the truth of God's love to them and get them to respond to it in a real honest way, we will have a lifetime of misery we, that they can avoid. Mm. And really, that's what it's about. Why wait till they're in high school, in college, have made mistakes, are dragging around trying to figure it out, and then all of a sudden need to come and, you know, to God and and I'm glad they do at that moment but yeah. let's get it when they're young oh absolutely and I, I want to encourage one of the uniquenesses of Silverberg Tranche is that you as a youth leader or you as a parent can come and bring kids with you yes so I especially our junior middler camps yes here's what my challenge to you is if you're listening if you're a parent of a child in third grade to seventh grade or whatever it might be I challenge you to encourage them to identify people at school and in their life who are not Christian people. They, they do not go to church with them. They don't go to a youth group. And invite them to come to camp with your child. Yes. And then you come up as the counselor. Yeah. Or have somebody that's into youth work at your church come up and be the counselor. Because what, what's really unique about that is it's one thing to tell our children, we need you to go out and, and tell your friends that God loves them. Right. And they have a hard time doing that, and it's their response. Let's give them tools to do that. Right, right. And and this is something that is so huge for us, and we value it so much, Dave. Um, and so I'd encourage you, if you are a parent, a youth leader, a youth worker, you know, even reach out to me. You know, shoot me an email, jason.kemper at silvertranch.org, or give me a phone call, because I'd love to chat with you about it, because we do, we do some special things for the adults that come up um, and give the, the week away, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's really a philosophy of ministry. We want you up here developing relationships. If you come up as a volunteer counselor, there's a on for, line on uh, a form online you can fill out, you, you know that kind of stuff. And the the key there is we don't have you do a lot of the teaching. We have you just play with the kids. 
So you horseback ride with them, you yep. swim with them, you raft with them, you you water ski with them or water tube behind a boat with them, you do the zip line with them. And then because the relationship is being developed, yep. when it comes time for them to make a decision, you talk to them about it. Yeah. And then you go home with them. Now, if that is such a fantastic example to their children that know Christ already, and I think that parents need to be involved or youth workers need to be involved. So I'm challenging you. Get get kids up here during that week. The early week, if your schools are out mm-hmm. earlier, in Wisconsin they are and, and some other schools that are out earlier, the early week is just ideal. Look at it. Yeah. Look at the dates. Sign your kids up. Come up and be a leader with them. And uh, let's look forward to seeing what God will do in right. lives and of young people. You'll be amazed at how much fun you'll be able to have because there's no distractions. There's no TV. There's no Netflix. Right. There's no yada, 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 you know, all that sort of stuff. Just come up, hang out, and have fun. And you'll be like, wow. It'll even be refreshing for you. You'll be yep. exhausted. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you know up front, but it'll be a blast. So uh, head over to silverstranch.org slash summer. Uh, feel free to check that out. And if you have any questions, uh, you know, feel free to contact Dave or myself, and yeah. we'll get you the information that you need to know. As long as I'm on my soapbox, I think I'll go another direction here. Oh, go. Um, I think if you have somebody that's in high school yeah, or somebody that's in eighth grade and you want to train them to be a leader, we have a program called Tracks that you can send that eighth grader to to learn what it is to be a camp counselor, learn learn how we do things here at Silver Birch Ranch. So you can check that out online. But even more than that, if you have a, somebody in high school at home during the summer, there's always the discussion, what are you going to do this summer? Right. Oh, you know, I'm going to work here. I'm going to work at McDonald's, whatever it might be. Okay, that that's certainly an option. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you, I think you should send them here to volunteer for one, two, three, four, five weeks out of the summer. Yeah. Because while they're here volunteering, what happens is they're in a cabin with a counselor when they're in high school. They work every day. They learn how to work. They learn how to serve. They learn how to give. And they get nothing out of it. No financial interest, nothing. They, they get a T-shirt a lot of times, yeah. even if that, right. if they're here long enough. You know, the bottom line really is we need to do better at the young people in our nation, teaching them to give and serve for nothing and not always say, well, why don't you need to get money during the summer? Mm-hmm. Um, some parents will say, well, I need to teach my kid the value of money. I tell you, give them very little and they learn the value. Right. Give them a lot and they don't learn the value. Right. And going to, to camp and serving for a summer, serving for a block of weeks, I think will benefit a child far more in, in far more areas than just going to make some money. A hundred percent. I'm, I'm, I'm a te- living testimony of that. And I am too. I mean, you both know. of us sitting in this room did that. As soon as I was old enough, I spent my entire summers, you know, yep. up here just helping out. And, uh, and, and I, I'm thankful that my parents had the philosophy of, you know, if that's what you're doing, we'll support you in that. So we're not going to make you get a job yep. as long as you're doing well at that and, and you continue to do well in school. And so put the responsibility on me then because yep. it's like, all right, they're, they're showing me the, the responsibility. And if I take it up, then it, it worked. And so I would encourage you, I mean, especially because you can tell young people that have learned how to serve versus young people that have not learned how to serve, yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah. And I think it's just a valuable tool to be able to come up and do that. Um, In yeah, fact, I've had parents tell me often that the stuff that their child does up here, they could never get them to do at home. Which is true. <laughs> and we have them plunge toilets and clean bathrooms and do things. As, and- a, as a former high school student that came up here all the time, I did a lot of things here that if my parents asked me to do at home, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it was normal here. It was normal, you know. Now, if they if they listen to our podcast, and you can go to relate365.com and get them. The, the last younger older we did, we were talking about educating children. 
Yeah. And so if you have children in your home, you want to, you know, go back there and, and, and download that one. But one of the one of the aspects of teaching children, educating children, is making sure that you have significant other adults in their life. Right. Absolutely. That's part of the deal. So when I see your sons, Jason, around camp, I take that responsibility seriously. I think mm -hmm. I am a significant other adult in this kid's life. Yeah. I need to make sure that I maintain the standards that uh, uh, somebody who loves these boys would maintain and honor God and honor their parents by how I act around them. Right. Now, what that does, and that's what the church is really supposed to be about. I mean, honestly, you know, your son someday, if he comes to our youth work in Anago, he's going to hear me say things that you said. Right. That's the significant other adult thing. Right. And as he starts looking at that and starting to develop a relationship with other adults, mm -hmm. first and foremost in our culture, you have to be careful what other adults they begin to establish relationships with. You need to know them. Right. Right. All right. Or you need to know they, the people at school or camps like this, they go through a process to check them. I mean, you need to know them. Right. But as you know them and trust them, the significant adult educational wing is very important for a child. Mm -hmm. Don't minimize it. Right. You know, if somebody wants to take your son fishing, let him go fishing with them. Yeah. Because that's part of the learning, growing process. Right. And uh, I think a summer camp actually offers that tremendously because there's so many uh, people here who love God. They're older. They're working. Uh, you want your child to learn how to work maintenance. Uh, Dan Betts has been doing it here in the ministry for like 25 plus years. Yeah. Almost 30 years. He's going to show them. Right. Here's how you work. He's going to teach them. Here's how you do that with a sledgehammer. He's going to teach them how to split wood. I mean, he's, he's going to do that. Yeah. He's going to become a significant adult in their life that's going to be a, a force for good for them. Right. So I, I'm encouraging you, go to silverbridgeranch.org. If you've got a high school kid, a uh, student in your family, you know, if they and they're not doing much, you don't know what they're doing yet, sign them up to volunteer for a week, two weeks. You say, where are our family vacations in the summer? Well, sign them up for the other weeks that you don't go on family vacations. come vacation. up here as a family. Come up here for family camp. You know, you, you don't want. have to do it every year, but do it once. Do something different. Yeah. What, what would happen if you came up and volunteered in a dish crew? Right. And your whole family did for a week. Which we've had. Families come up and, and do dish crews together, and they love it. They enjoy it. And you know what? It, through the years, and you'll know the answer to this probably, Jason, but the most powerful example of leadership I saw was when a senior pastor came up and went in a dish crew, and the high school kids from that church did dishes that week, and he was in there with them. Yep. That was one of the most powerful examples of leadership. That pastor came for several years and did that and told me that was the most significant thing he did every year. Right. Because the high school kids saw him on a different level. They right. saw him serving, doing dishes, sweat going down his brow, cleaning tables, serving people happily, and then he met with them, and, and that's the opportunity we give. He met with them and, and opened the Bible with them and talked to them about life. And, boy, I'm telling you, that was powerful yeah. for them. So I encourage you, silverbridgetrans.org, go there and check it out. It's a tool for you, and we are unique in what we're doing, so we invite you to join us. Yeah, it's a great opportunity, great opportunity. Yep. You know, some people, as we talk about uh, parents, education, life, um, one of the things I keep getting from young people who have families is, oh, my time, it's gone. I just, I don't have any time. Mm, yeah. Do you ever feel that way? At times I do, okay. at times. You know, I, I think I'm, I, 
I think I'm slowly getting to the other side of that and learning. Yep. At least at my stage. Yeah, I'm an empty nester. Yeah. So all, you're like way at the other side. All I got you're is, in a different room. All I got is time. You got plenty of time. And I mean, that's, yeah, right. that, that's not really an issue. You make princess cakes in your spare that's time. That's right. I, I try and you know experiment with new chocolate chip cookie recipes or something. But the bottom line really is time is, is, is in our lives, it becomes a factor that we can easily blame for not doing things. Yeah. And it may be true, but it may not be true. Right. Um, I've gone to several time management seminars, and one of the things I realize is that most people actually lie to themselves about how they spend their time. Mm -hmm. And so you have to first be honest with an evaluation on where the time is going because everybody has the same amount of time. Yeah, There's people that have, um, they say, boy, I, I don't know how he gets everything done that he gets done. And my first thought is, you know what? Everyone's got 24 hours a day. Yeah. What do you do with it? Right. So this person being more productive than you means what? Mm-hmm. And they can't answer that. Right. So I remember when I was a young guy, I, I liked news, so I'd watch news. But if you're up here in the winter anyway, when you have some time to watch it, the news can start at 5 o'clock. Yep. And the local news can go to 5, you know, to 5.30, and then you've got the national news from 5.30 to 6, and then you've got the local news again from 5, uh, 6 to 6.30, mm-hmm. and then you've got the news from 9.00. To nine thirty. Yep. Now, if you've ever watched all that news, it doesn't change. It's all the same. It's all the same from five to nine at night. Yeah. But that's two hours a day of news. Of news. Now, news isn't evil. No. Well, it could be, I guess. It depends. But yeah. news in general is just kind of amoral. It's just there. So, it's not like you're going to look at that and go, "I'm doing something wrong. I shouldn't do." But it eats up two hours. Mm-hmm. of your day so let's say you do that and you say well you know what i'm going to watch a game so i'm going to watch jeopardy and i'm going to watch wheel of fortune you just worked three hours of your day three hours and then you tell people you don't have time right or i'm going to watch this show that we've been watching on netflix exactly and or on disney plus or whatever it is that you're streaming yeah and then i'll be told well you don't want me to have any entertainment i didn't say that I, right. what i said was everybody has 24 hours a day do you want to learn how to be productive with it Right. Or do you want the, the, the time to manage, uh, to tell you what to do? Um, how, go ahead. You know, and, and I think coupled with that too is, is how you prioritize things. You know, because there's, there's obviously the mindless things, which are, you know, not that they're bad, but the things that we just talked about, I call those mindless things. Right. You know, because it's, it's things that take up your time that you might enjoy that aren't bad, you know, entertainment or, or things like that. But then behind all that too is priorities. How do you choose to do one thing over the other? Right. You know, and so there's a value system, whether you want to admit it or not. Yep. You know, if you sit down at night, you know, and decide to, to binge watch your favorite show and yet you talk on the other hand that you don't have any time, it's like, well, you do have time. You're just choosing to prioritize something over the other thing, right. whether that be right, wrong or a more, you know, like you said, it's not that it's necessarily bad. It's just a, a choice, whether consciously or subconsciously you're making. Right. You know, and same thing goes, I mean, we talked a little bit about this episodes ago when it comes to exercise too, Yeah. you know, it takes, it takes habits, you know, and all that sort of stuff. But when we're, when we're talking about time, you know, and especially my generation, we say, oh, we don't have much time, but it's amazing the statistics of how much time is actually even spent on phones right? and smart devices or screen right. time, you know? And so all of a sudden it's like, how do you, yep. 
you know, and I think, and I think part of us too is, is there's always room for improvement, mm-hmm. you know? So even, even in the workplace, you know, there's always ways that you could tweak things or realign things to help improve your workflow. It's just whether or not you're willing to do so. Yep. Or even, like you said, it goes back to being honest with yourself, I think, when we start talking about So that. how do you be honest with yourself, though? I mean, I, one of the, the great struggles we all have yeah. is that we lie to ourselves and we don't know we're lying to ourselves because it's such a great habit right. and we, we really are quite believable to ourselves. Oh, totally. I think, I think the easiest way to honestly assess your time is to actually write 24 hours down on a sheet of paper and literally take the time to fill in what you're doing. That's exactly the way to do it. There you is know, no substitute Because for it. that will not lie. Yeah. Or as you're writing it, you have to choose to fudge the numbers. Yes. You yeah. know, so Can at you some point you're going to face- Choosing to lie to yourself because right. you're trying to give yourself an honest evaluation? Right. That's really funny. Right. And you and so you, you'll go through the struggle nonetheless and see the moments or the, the points of, of your time where it's like, oh, oh, yeah. you know, and all of a sudden, I mean, the same even goes as if, if you budget, right? you know, it's like, oh, if you've never done a budget and you budget, it's like, wow, we spend that much money on that. You know, it's, it's that, that concept of if you just do it all the time, you might not know and you just keep using it as an excuse. Well, stop, pause and assess it. And if you don't like the results, that's where the change happens. Yep. Well, it's it's interesting because you're absolutely right too. Anyone who will take and record their time, they become more efficient at everything they do. That, yeah. It shows. I mean, anyone that studies time management will tell you if you just start recording. If I said you take what what you just said, take 24 hours, put down what you do. I sleep from here to here. I get up. I do this. I do this. I do this. All of a sudden, you're going to look at it and go, well, during these this hour and a half, I'm not very productive. So I need to do something else. Yeah. Because this is going to look bad. Yeah. You know, and, and because you're writing it down. Now, if you weren't writing it down, you wouldn't think about it. Right. Um, one of the funniest things, I went to a time management uh, thing out in Texas once. They flew me out there and they wanted me to, they basically told me that they wanted me to be involved in teaching time management to Christians. They didn't think Christians did time management well and had heard of me somewhere and so they flew me out there. And I was, I was going through this and, and they started with this, that you need to log your time. And I just remember laughing about it thinking, I don't have time to log my time. <laughs> and and they basically said that's the excuse we get all the time. Right. And I mean, I don't have time to log my time. Right. Meaning you don't really know where you spend your time, but you don't have enough. So you've just lied to yourself by saying you don't have enough because you don't know where you spent it. Right. At least know where you spent it. Mm-hmm. And that was a challenge to me. So I went and I, I began to um, log it and I began to become extremely productive. Yeah. I mean, that's all I had to do is start planning right? and going forward and then making some goals eventually. Right. You know what I mean? You know, but you have to be realistic. Because even as you start keeping track of time, it's like, really, it takes me that long to do that? Right. Well, then make it a goal. Can you do it quicker at the same level of, achieve, you know, the same caliber of expectation? Yeah. You know. Plus, you have to decide what's important to you in life. So right. I, when I cut my lawn, for example, yeah. I, you know, there are guys that can spend four or five hours on their lawn. Right. Get the nice pattern, yeah. the crisscross. The picking you know. up every blade of grass that went down That's and, right. and mulching it. And, and do, I mean, there's guys that can spend forever. And, and they'll even throw a verse at you like, whatever you do, do heartily as unto the Lord, you know, that kind of thing. And, I'm, and I'll sit there and go, oh, please. <laughs> I agree with you on whatever you do, do heartily because God said that. But, but right. here's what we as real humans have to do. Right. We have to assign a value to everything. Absolutely. You know, and grass for me has a certain value. One hour a week, that's the value. Yeah. I need a lawn 
tractor that can get my lawn done in one hour a week. Yeah. Everything, the trimming, the everything, because that's what I'm going to give it. Yeah. Now, those of you that have seen my lawn probably think it looks like you put an hour a week into it. You know, I mean, nothing to write home about. Right. However, that's the value it has to me. Mm-hmm. It isn't something that I'm going to spend. Some other people say it's my hobby. I want, fine. That you're putting a value on there. Right. Um, the value in life is really the relational side. Yeah. Not the cutting the grass side. The cutting the grass side is a responsibility that we have to do. Mm-hmm. And give it whatever value you want, but if you're going to rob relationships because of that, mm-hmm. then I think you're losing out. Now, you can combine cutting grass with relationships. Right. I mean, take your son out there. Oh, take they your love daughter riding. out oh, there. Oh, yeah, totally. Spend time with them with the tweezers, you know, cutting all the grass to the right height. With the tweezers. Yeah, whatever you're doing. Little scissors. I would love to challenge you, Dave, to yeah. try that. Yeah, I, I will. I'm just saying. I want you, you to. You I want could, you to ask one of your daughters this yeah. summer. Now, my daughter spend 15 minutes with me tweezering the lawn. It, it, they would do it. Because, <laughs> they would laugh because they're in their mid 30s they, and they would put up with. Well, me. they would do it thinking that there was an alternative, like life lesson yes, that you were going to teach would. them. <laughs> they would, and and the funny thing is, they would do it, and they would just roll their eyes at me. I was going to say there would be an eye roll. Yeah, they would but do it. but That's they true. would because they would think, okay, Dad, fine. Yeah. However, you know, like recently we had this storm and my, uh, you know, both my kids and my son-in-law come up and they spent time and we went out and worked. Yeah. Know? I mean, we cleared things together and that, that was good. You needed to do that. Right. Uh, so it's not that you can't do things and build relationships. It's just when you do, yeah. You know, well, it's like you said, everything, everything has a value, you know, and, and maybe that's something that you don't realize how much value you put towards it until you write down every hour that you spend. Yeah. You know, because you might say that you value, say, time with my kids, but are you lying to yourself? Right. You know, are does that show in how you're actually spending your time? Right. You know, and that might be some of the hard part. I, I think a lot of times a lot of us are afraid to do it because we know that we can't lie if we were to actually take the time to do it. Yeah. You know. Well, you know what? It's, it's interesting. Years ago, I remember my dad telling me, I mean, he always used everything to teach. Yeah. I mean, it's the way he was wired. Yeah. So he used to tell me, uh, and, and just once he did, he said, Dave, I want you to do a $5 job, a grass, I want you to cut the grass. Now, I was in Chicago, so we had like postage stamp grass, you know, but cut the grass, and, and I want you to do a $5 job. And I looked at him like, what's that? Yeah. yeah I mean, first of all, he never paid me for anything. So mm-hmm. a $5 job was meaningless at this point because right. I never got anything. Well, and $5 at that point was worth a decent amount. It was. And, and I said, what does that mean? He said, well, he told me a story of a guy that basically had one of his, his workers. He promised him a five, you know, he needed to do a $5 job, and that meant it had to be absolutely perfect. And the worker had to think it through and know exactly what it was. He wasn't going to give him any more instructions. He just said, I'll give you money according to the job you've done. Mm-hmm. And he, my dad said, that's what I'm going to do. So you get $1, you get $3, you get $5. When you're done, I'll give you the money. Yeah. So, again, he's teaching me something. It's yeah. like, Okay. So I went out and cut the grass, you know, did everything I thought you should. And he gave me a buck. <laughs> and I thought, all right. But he wouldn't tell me why. Right. He just gave me a buck. He said, okay, it's worth a buck. It's like, okay. So I had to go back out there yeah. and look at it. Right. Think, well, maybe if I did this, you know, and I, I eventually got to five bucks. Right. But it was not easy. No. <laughs> but if you ever hear me say, you know, and it'll just slip out of my mouth once in a while, give me a $5 job. I mean, that's what I'm thinking of back in my childhood. Sure. And nobody knows what I mean, and it doesn't make any sense to anybody, but now everyone listening would know. Yeah. But 
I think those are the experiences you want to do. It's like, okay, so since I have to cut the grass, right? what can I do with this grass to make it something that is actually valuable to my family, yeah. to my children, to my relationships? So that's where you learn to use tweezers in the lawn. Yeah, huh? I do. Well, <laughs> right now, as empty nesters, cutting the lawn is like it, put the thing in high gear and get her done. I, I'm not teaching anybody anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I just need to get this grass cut. In fact, if I can shock it by cutting it real low, you know, so it quits growing, I'm, I'm fine with that. You, can, you know, <laughs> just cover it in rocks. Yeah, yeah, well, I was thinking AstroTurf or something, but. I'm sure your wife would look back. Yeah. Uh, bottom line really is though, I think what the first step, and if they've been listening to all, the first step is really, you need to at least honestly evaluate where your time is going right. before you can make a plan. Absolutely. And if you've never made a time plan on things, if you've never said the lawn is worth an hour, mm-hmm. unless I'm out there with my son or my daughter and we're relationally working it. Right. Not, now it could be worth two hours, you know, for all that. Because if they're doing it for the first time, it's going to take longer. I remember when I put my daughter first on our, I was going to teach her to do the lawnmower, yeah. you know, and tractor, riding tractor. And I put her on there. I was dying. I was dying. That She's going all over the place. And, missing. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, oh, help me, Lord. <laughs> she laughs about it to this day. That was the last time she ever drove the tractor. I, oh, I, I gave her other things to do oh, that's uh, because I just lost it. You know, I, I mean, I was thinking. Dave, you need to go listen to one of our other episodes. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But you know, I think, I think, I think it'd be very beneficial for anybody to write down their time because I think it would speak to so many different areas of your life. You know, because even one of the the things I get from young people all the time, it's like, well, I just don't have time to read the Bible. Yeah. You know, it's like really. Yep. You know, but but then in, you know, in the same breath, it's like, well, I feel like I don't see God in my life. Yeah. Who's controlling your time? You know, it's you. That's my question. You know, yeah. I mean, you have best friends. Yeah. How do you get to know them? You spend time with them. And why? are because they controlling your time? Right. You know, and so I think it, and maybe that's why people are afraid to do it is because they know that the results wouldn't lie and then they would have to choose consciously what they're spending their time on and really assign value at that point or, or understand the value that they already have assigned on yep. things. And so, yeah. yeah. Gordon McDonald years ago said, unplanned time always goes to your weakness. Mm. And that's been a little phrase that's been in my head for years. It's not that I'm going to plan every moment and maybe the next program we can talk about how do you plan time? Yeah. Uh, because it's not that I plan every moment and so strict to it, whatever, but the, the theory or the, the philosophy of unplanned time always goes to your weakness. I would challenge people with that line because it's true. Yeah. So you come home at night, you've worked all day, you don't have anything planned for the evening. You plop down in the easy, in the lazy boy. Yeah. You don't get up till nine. Yeah. You watch all these television programs and you had nothing planned so you didn't miss out on anything. Mm-hmm. So I think what we could do is uh, let's take the next uh, podcast and just talk about w- how do you, how would somebody plan actually a, their time that that would be where you could still be somewhat flexible. Yeah, and I think I think that's good. Um, and so unfortunately, we'll have to tackle that the next podcast because right now we're out of time. I thank you guys for joining us. If you missed part of this, we're out of time. We're out of time. Believe it or not, did we manage our time well on the show? Know. I don't know. You have to go back and listen. Let's log it. <laughs> Head over to uh, Relate Three Sixty Five. Uh, 
com. Oh, you almost missed that day. Relay365.com. You can download this podcast and others. And you know what? I encourage you, if you've never actually logged your time and you're, you fi- you're one of the people that finds yourself saying, I don't have any time, I challenge you to do that. It might be hard. It might be difficult, but I think it'll be rewarding in the end. And next episode, we'll talk about, you know what? What do I do with my time? How can I be intentional about it? But unfortunately, that's all the time we have. This is Jason Dave here on Younger and Older. We will see you here next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye.